Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Creeps, Creatures, and Haunts. Oh. Um, in today's episode, we will be talking about real life men in black. So, um, if you're unfamiliar, I'm sure everyone's heard of the movie Men in Black. Well, that is actually based off of a phenomena, I guess you could call it. Yeah. That uh, people really have experienced where there's basically... Um, men that are dressed in black and many people report them without like having basically facial features um like no eyebrows no ew just like weird little like lips i don't know it's <laughs> <laughs> creepy yeah it it, it is kind of creepy um so you know I've compiled a small... Now, there's more than just what we're going to be talking about today, um, but I've compiled some of the most well-known and stuff uh, things. Um, so the men in black, they usually only appear to people who have seen a UFO or are researching about UFOs. is like the most typical time that you will hear or see from them. Um, one thing I read, and I really didn't see any stories really that talked about this, but that they would present security cards and refer to each other at by numbers. Um, yeah, I've really heard too many actual accounts of the security cards like basically i think the thing is like oh look we're real we're legit we're not just here to steal your semen i don't know what yeah well i mean you usually are gonna let somebody in if they have like some sort of like badge or something that's scary yeah isn't it like oh look i'm a police i mean it's so easy person of authority oh yeah come on in strange person with no eyebrows you know what is really scary like if someone comes like oh i have a search warrant i don't know what a search warrant looks like i'd be like (laughs) okay i guess you do come on in person like you know that's actually kind of weird you could just yeah. I'm not trying to give anybody ideas here, but if you wanted to be a criminal, it'd be pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. They threatened to scare people into silence from talking about their experience. So, like, you know, experiences with UFOs, UFO abductees, they will basically threaten you and hope that you will not talk about your experience. And they seem to know about events bef- that have happened to you in great detail, even though they might not have been present or, you know, you, you didn't think anybody else was there. They happen to know about that um so i'll do so we'll kind of take turns going over the different encounters i will do the first one so the first ever reported encounter was by harold Dahl in june 1947 in puget sound washington um he was out on his boat when he saw multiple ufos and one fell apart the debris um one fell apart in front of him when he was out on the sound and the debris supposedly um killed his dog and hurt his son um, he managed to take a few photos of the debris. Um, after this happened, he went and told a supervisor, um, his name was Fred Crisman, of the incident. Crisman, who was skeptical, went to the location and saw a strange craft with his own eyes. The following morning, Dahl was visited by a man in a black suit. They ended up at a local diner, and the man, which is interesting, he's like, oh yeah, hi creepy guy, let's go to the diner and sure. chow down. That's have some coffee. Yeah, that's what you do when a creepy lizard-lipped person comes to you. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, so they're at the diner, um, and the man in the black was basically able to tell Dahl in great detail about the experience that he had had the day before about the UFO basically crumbling and all of that. Um, he also said, what is, what I said to you is proof, um, that I know a great deal more about this than the experience of yours than you will want to believe. Um, basically just saying, you know, oh, it's proof that I know more about this than you. I know about the experience you had and I wasn't even there, you know, to kind of freak him out. Um, He was then told not to speak of the incident or bad things would happen. Um, This was the first ever 
reported incident of the men in black, um, but it was actually deemed a hoax after a U.S. government investigation and actually was admitted by Dahl and Chrisman that it was a hoax. Huh. Of course, you know, and you can be either camp, you can be tinfoil hottie and say, oh, well, well it, they just said it was a hoax because, yeah. you know, the men in black was like, you have to say it's a hoax or I'm yeah. going to murder your family. Right. Um, You know, so it's kind of one of those, it's one of the cool, th- well, one of the interesting things about a lot of these like alien stories and that is like, even if someone comes out and says it's a hoax, you're always going to have the believers that are like, well, they were just told to say it's a hoax. Yeah. And so no matter how much you're like, no, it's not real, there's going to be people like, mm, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, no, I had the experience. I'm telling you it's not real. No, your experience is real. I decided. You're just lying because the government's going to get you. So, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe the government did silence him. But I do find it interesting that the first ever experience with Men in Black is supposedly a hoax, was admitted yeah. by the people that it happened to to be a hoax. So I find that... Um, like, how do you come up with that kind of story? Like, you're like, hey, let's come up with this fictitious uh, group of government people like it's kind of weird yeah it's really interesting um but yeah so now we'll uh i guess we'll move into the uh the second encounter here um and i'll let kim tell this one all right uh second encounter i didn't proofread so good luck yeah yeah i was reading a little bit of it and i was like oh okay um second encounter is from robert richardson in 1967 in toledo ohio he was driving home at night and collided with a UFO. On impact, the UFO vanished but left behind debris. Small piece of metal. A week later, two men in black showed up at his door demanding the piece of metal. Richardson explained that he didn't have it, that he sent it for testing. They told him, if you want your wife to stay as pretty as she is, then you'd better get the metal back. After this, they left and he never heard from them again. Interesting thing about this story is I tried to find out if he ever, like, what what was what happened with this piece of metal. Did Richardson yeah. get the metal back? Like, what was it? Was it, like, weird? Like, <laughs> also, like, I found this really interesting. Like, he literally said he hit his car. He hit, he ran his car into a UFO. Yeah. I've never heard like, that before. Like, oh, yeah, I just rammed my car into a UFO and, uh, you know. Like, why was the UFO so low on the ground? Yeah, like, what was it doing? Just cruising down the road. <laughs> and then this UFO evaporated, and, uh, yeah. And, yeah, he just has this little piece. And I just want to know what happened to the piece of metal. Yeah, from really. the UFO. Yeah, like, I want to know what happened to the metal, too. But I just, I found that interesting that he, like, literally had a car crash with the UFO. <laughs> How do you exchange insurance information yeah, with the UFO? I don't, yeah. It's like, sir, I can't read this. It's in, sir, like, an alien language. I don't yeah. know what this means. Yeah. Well, they disappear, too. That's like, is that like, um, is hit that a hit and run? run? Yeah. Is that the same as a hit and run? It's a hit and run. Run, yeah. Oh, the war of, like, hit and run. That's, that would might be the only car accident I have that I wouldn't be too upset about. Be like, I'd be like, huh. Well, I'm going to tell people about that. I mean, no one would believe you. But anyways, um, the third encounter um, was from Jack Robinson in 1968 in New Jersey. He was a UFO researcher, and him and his wife were basically looking up and, like, researching different UFO accounts and stuff like that. Um, And they noticed that two men in black um, were constantly, like, watching their apartment. Um, And they actually, I guess, I didn't really see an exact detail why, but they believed that that the guy was... um, 
breaking into their apartment because they saw like things like misplaced. I don't know if anything was missing, but they just they believe that someone is breaking into their apartment and there's always these creepy men in black um, watching them. Um, eventually, a neighbor um, slash friend named Timothy Green, um, Timothy Green Beckley, decided to watch for them and took a photo of one of the men in black watching. Um, actually, let me find this photo. If you're watching video form, I will put this. If you're listening in the podcast form, you can just um, Google Timothy Green Beckley and you'll be able to. Oh, I actually have it right here. This is the picture that the friend Uh-oh. took of this. And this is supposedly a thing. Yeah. That this guy was just out there, just standing. I mean, it's far enough away where you actually can't see, like, details. We can definitely tell this guy in black. I mean, it could just yeah. be a business suit man. And, you know, they're like, oh, this makes for a good story. But hmm. this is one of the only um, photos, supposedly, of the of the men in black. Um, I'll let you talk about the fourth encounter. Though. All right. Fourth encounter was Dr. <laughs> Herbert Hopkins on September 11th, 1976 in Maine. He was studying a UFO incident and got a call from someone who said he was a representative of a New Jersey UFO organization asking to review evidence with him. Hopkins agreed, and minutes later the man arrived at his door. Hopkins described the man to have plastic-like pale skin, no facial hair, including eyebrows, and ruby red lips. The man in black told Hopkins to take out a coin and watch it. Hopkins took out a penny, and it slowly began to turn silver, then blue, and then started fading until it completely disappeared, dematerializing. The man then instructed Hopkins to destroy all his research. Before he left, he got up slowly, said he must go, his energy is running low, and then left. Yeah. So this is by far, I think, the wildest story. That's pretty wild. Like, this this creepy man is like, I mean, just like, all right, hey, yeah. look at this coin. And then it's just like, here's a magic trick. Like, Watch this. This was David Blaine <laughs> or Chris Angel. Mind freak. Jesus. Um, yeah, I don't know if he did continue. Uh, I don't know if he, like, stopped his research. But, yeah, I also like how they insinuated, like, he's almost like a robot or an alien or something. Well, more robotic, I guess, if he's, like, because it says, like, he, like, stood up slowly and was, like, I must leave. My energy's running low. And then left, like, like, like he had to go get charged up or something. Yeah, he had to recharge. Yeah, I found that. Hop in his little egg and do a little recharge nap. You know, they usually in the alien movies, they have, like, little eggs that they sit in. Yeah, yeah, you got to have your, like, futuristic pod to get into. Yeah. Probably just, like, takes off his skin and then, like, plugs it into the back of his neck. Whatever you do when you're a man in black. Um, And then the next one is probably one of the more popular ones that I feel like probably a lot of – I actually hadn't heard of it, but I know you guys had. Um, It was just a fifth encounter with – was actually with Dan Aykroyd in January 2002 in New York. He was doing a TV show called Out There for the Sci-Fi Network with topics based around UFOs and the like. While conducting interviews, he stepped outside for a break and saw a black Ford sedan come out of nowhere across the street. So basically, the way he described this, what I've read in a couple articles, is it was like the car was, wasn't there and then all of a sudden he looked and it was just, it just kind of appeared. A large, a large man in um, black came out of it and gave him an intimidating look. When Dan looked away and looked back, he was gone. About two hours later, Dan was told by the show's producer, we were told we were not to continue taping, and the show was canceled, and none of them would air. And that was it. Yeah, the show, it never, it never wow. aired. Wow. And that's basically the story. Dan saw this thing, and then a couple hours later, the producer's like, yep. And that, from what I understand, there was never a good reason besides, we were told we can't do it. <laughs> 
Okay, that's... Yeah, that's probably one of the creepiest and uh, yeah. most credible-ish sounding ones because this was a real show that was being filmed. Like, yeah. that's documented and then they were just like, no. No, never mind. Um, you know, if you're listening to this and know of an actual reason, if that's hooey, but like from what I've seen, you know, that's actually, I mean, Dan Aykroyd seems to stand by that statement that, you know, I mean, he doesn't for sure say what he thinks the Men in Black was, just kind of an odd occurrence. He sees someone like this, the person just kind of mysteriously disappears and then... Yeah, that's weird. Told they can't air the show. <laughs> yeah, that's really odd. Um, oh, yes. Go ahead and read this next one here. Okay. So the sixth encounter was Shane Sovar on October 14, 2008 in Niagara Falls. Shane, a hotel manager and hotel security guard reporting seeing a large triangular UFO outside the hotel. A group called the Aerial... Phenomenon Investigations team looked into it. They reported a couple weeks later that according to three other witnesses that a couple men in black were coming to the hotel looking for Shane and the security guard and terrified the staff. The description of the men were the usual bald, identical faces, no eyelashes, no eyebrows, and extremely pale skin. When Shane reviewed the hotel security footage, he found two tall men in black enter the hotel. Mm-hmm. And I have, if I was trying to find it, I'll just play it from, um, well, I was going to play the footage, but I'll play the footage. I mean, this, you can kind of see a snippet right here oh, yeah. because the way we record the audio, I don't want to, if I play the audio from the computer, it'll feed into the mic. Um, but yeah, I'll show it to you. Basically it is, it's just two men. Now, I mean, but it's a hotel and it's a pretty nice hotel. And I mean, yeah, it's very possible. That they were just businessmen. But I will say when you watch the footage, though, um, they're very, they're quite big when compared to the people that are walking by them. They're quite very, they're like, they look like they're like seven feet tall. Ooh. So that's the one thing that's weird. Now, you can't see the face. You can see that they're probably palish white. They're definitely white. You can tell that. Um, but they have fedoras on. And I just don't know how many people dress like that, though. Like, suit in that, but like both carrying briefcase, both have like a fedora type of yeah, hat on. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, I mean, it definitely could be a hoax. I mean, how easy would it be to just hoax wearing a suit and a hat? I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's super, but, like, the thing is that this has, like, multiple people that, like, the staff, um, you know, because these people see a UFO, and then the staff tells them these people are looking for it, so, like, you know, there's multiple people that say that this yeah. is the thing that happened, so, yeah. if it is a hoax, there are multiple, hoax, multiple people basically lied. Right. Um, and that always crazy. is a little more convincing when it's, you know, multiple people. Yeah, when it's more than, like, two or three people, then you're like, Especially okay. when it's just staff, like, and if yeah. it's just, like... Two friends or something, yeah, there could be benefit there, but mm. just a staff being like, oh, hey, <laughs> there were some uh, men in black that came here and, like, you know, I mean, they just wondered where you were. So it's not even really a crazy story. It's <laughs> like nothing came of it, but they were like poking. Yeah, they just were looking for them pretty much. Right. Because, I mean, I was reading, and I don't think I put it in here, but I was reading articles. It was kind of creepy. Like, they didn't believe the staff that they weren't there. So they started, like, looking around the hotel and just, like, walking to, like, different rooms and different hallways, just kind of searching for, what's his name? Shane. Yeah, Shane. Just kind of, like, because they didn't believe he wasn't there at first. Hmm. So they're, like, looking around and kind of probing other people. Um, so that was a little bit odd. But then, like, as far as I know, nothing else ever uh, came to, came about that. And so the next one, um, this is, I think, the last one that we're going to talk about here. It has to do with um, the Mothman. So now we're probably going to be doing, uh, well, we for sure will be doing an episode on Mothman at some point in the future. So we'll talk more about that. But this is probably one of the biggest things because there is a whole bunch of sightings of them. 
Um, so this was, of course, in 66 and 67, which I believe was, like, what, probably right after all the Mothman sightings, or during. Yeah, I think so. Um, there were various sightings on the MIB around Point Pleasant, again, where the Mothman was. From visiting a report, um, from visiting reporter in the area, Mary Heyer, that's how you say her name, and questioning her about the creature, to going around the different witnesses of the town and threatening them to keep quiet. Linda Scarberry, a Mothman witness, said they drove black Cadillacs and would sometimes follow her and her family around. One time, there were three MIB in a car following them and even followed them through a drive-through restaurant. The family was too scared to turn around, so they just so they just looked through the rearview mirror. A man and woman were able to take pictures of the license plates of one of these cars, and when they had police run the numbers, they were told it was non-existent. Wow. So that's kind of interesting, and there's multiple reports about that as well as basically seeing them driving um, these cars and like kind of trying to run a license plate number on it, and uh, nothing comes back. So that's basically all the information that I just have. Um, to really talk about, so you know, of course, the question, like, what are the men in black exactly? Well, we said some people theorize that they are actually aliens. Right. I um, mean, from the description, it sounds like that. Like. Well, right, yeah, but like the weird, like. Or, or maybe like manufactured men. Right. And it's almost like the aliens are sending these weird robotic manufactured men, if that's yeah. what we want to call them, to kind of come and silence us and you know not talk about them and of course the other belief is that it's actually the government and you know maybe people just think they look creepy um but maybe it's just the government sending normal like or at least humans out to silence people <laughs> to not talk about stuff um but i don't really know that doesn't really seem like a government thing necessarily to do because they're just going to be like oh it wasn't real yeah they don't really I care mean, if people been, talk about it. people talk about it all the time yeah they've been doing that for years just nah, it's not real whatever they don't care yeah um, but yeah, if you go with like the way these people look, that's what believes it to be, uh, or leads to believe otherworldly. Yeah. Like one I was reading, um, this is from the Mothman thing. They described him as like their skin was almost translucent. Like you could very clearly see their veins. Like they weren't even Ew. protruding, but you could see partially through their skin, which is on. And then again, talking about running low, like you needed to like quite <laughs> literally be recharged. Recharge. Yeah. So, I mean, that's also interesting. Um, I don't, I've never seen any men in black. No, I've never seen anything. But they say when you start researching UFOs more and talking about them, maybe Kim will, uh, get a knock, knock, knock on her door and, uh, oh. get some men in black here. Make sure you take I, pictures of them. I mean, if it's Frank the Pug, that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. But, <laughs> you know. I don't know what the most recent, uh, I'm not even sure really what the most recent account is of them. I don't know if it's kind of a thing that's happened less. Well, because now I feel like since everybody has a phone on them all the time, like, they would very easily be recorded. Like, if someone yeah. came in 2021, like, <laughs> I'd be like, uh, I'm going to take a picture real quick. Yeah. Creepy let me, alien let me do this TikTok man. real quick with this MIB. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Let's do a TikTok dance. A little, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like, no one ever comments. But if you would like to comment yeah. on the video or send it to some, um, a uh, story... Like, you know, if you've ever had an experience with a Men in Black or if you know a friend that does, um, we're, I'd be definitely curious to hear it because, again, as far as I know, this isn't really a thing that people report anymore. Um, it just seems like such an inefficient way. And as far as I know, they never actually did hurt anyone. Like, yeah, I mean, they, th they threaten you, but, like, that's it. They don't mm -hmm. really, they don't do anything besides threaten. Well, I do remember they did feature them in... Um 
an episode of uh, The X-Files. The Men in Black were in it. It was actually like a... It was a weird, trippy episode. Um, it was Jose Chung's From Outer Space. And there was some uh, Men in Black that showed up. And, yeah, they really didn't do anything. And, like, um, they had um, they had uh, wrestlers playing them to make them look like, very intimidating and stuff like mm. that. I think it might have been, like... Um, yeah, because a lot of the drawings I see, their faces are kind of squared off almost, too. Yeah, kind of like you'd I, see from someone that was super, like... I think it might have been, like, Jesse Ventura much. or somebody like that. Somebody yeah. big and brawny like that. And they had them as the... <laughs> as the men in black. And yeah, they didn't do anything. They just intimidated and they're like, you need to not talk about that or, you know, whatever. But Okay, bub. It's like, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, like, men in black, the movie, like, you know, they have the little memory wiping stick. I forget what it's called. There's a name the for neuralizer. it. The neuralizer. Yeah, is that what it is? Um, these guys should have that. Yeah. Well, maybe they, they do just, now. Maybe they maybe do they now. Do. And that's why no one talks about it anymore because they're there like, ah, go. shit. You gotta... Mm. I mean... If I was a Men in Black, though, I'd have a way, like, electronic scrambler, so that way people couldn't record me, you know? I'd be like, hmm. I mean, if their technology is enough to hurl through space and come visit us. (laughs) I don't know if I was an alien, if I would really be that interested in humans, because if they're they're that much smarter than us, like, what could they possibly gain from us? Nothing. They could just harvest us, I guess. Yeah. Take over our planet. I have a feeling we're, like, the trailer park of the universe. Yeah, probably. They just kind of, like, are, like, lock the doors and drive past us. They're like, (laughs) yeah. Like go go keep going to Mars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows how many planets with life on there is? I mean, who we maybe maybe we're just really stupid. Feels like we're not so stupid. Maybe we are just really stupid. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're just kind of like maybe they're just observing us and be like, well, if they get to a certain point where they're going to destroy their planet, then we'll intervene. So it's like slowly <laughs> monitor us. Maybe they're like you know just seeing how much chemicals are filled with. They're like, oh look, <laughs> yeah. they just keep nudging us in the right direction instead of you know, like, destroying the earth. They're like, no, do this. I imagine we'd have to be pretty aggravating. You would, like a toddler when you're like, no, don't touch that. That's basically what the aliens are doing with right. us. They're like, no, no, bad. <laughs> Yeah. But if the aliens are so smart, see, I don't know if they would get in a car crash with a human. That sounds silly. <laughs> it was a drunk alien. Yeah. It was it's a drunk alien. Maybe he was, like, trying to land in the woods, and he was like, oh, this looks fine. Didn't realize. Yeah. Maybe this is how they discovered what roads were. Because what year, what year was that? I mean, that was a while ago. Cars weren't, like, you know. No, roads were created in, like, Rome and, like. Well, yeah, but, like, with, like, well, yeah, but, okay, but, like, cars that go vroom, vroom real fast. This is 67, so, yeah, cars been out for a while. But still, you know, maybe they're, like, oh, let's land here. This is a nice pad of land, like, flat. Yeah. Maybe they thought it was a runway. Maybe. Like a runway. Yeah, I guess like, it, I guess roads do kind of look like runways. And then, and then this guy just kind of hit it. Maybe he was drunk, you know. He was driving home at night and collided, just collided with the UFO. Like, I don't know if the UFO <laughs> is moving or, but, um... Yeah, I don't know. He was just parked in the middle of the street. I mean, this one killed his dog. I mean, the UFO just, like, disintegrated and killed his dog, this guy. I've never heard anything like that before, the one that was supposed to be a hoax, the Harold doll. Yeah, like, what ha- What actually happened to the dog? If it was a hoax, what actually happened to the dog? Right, yeah. I want to know. Maybe, like, there was an accident, and that's what he, like, he came up with this, like, crazy story so the kids wouldn't <laughs> be mad at him. All the cover of the dog. They're yeah. like, let's make up a thing like, about a I UFO. Don't want the kids to get mad, so <laughs> this UFO, guys, it just, it, uh, it, it disintegrated, and, um, y- uh, debris, debris. <laughs> it, it, it hit Fido, and, uh, 
Well, <laughs> just keep sorry. Fueling that fire. Yeah, sorry keep... about that. You can ask uh, Chrisman. Yeah, he he went out and he saw some shit too, right, Chrisman? <laughs> oh. oh yeah, man. Uh, yeah, true, man. Yeah, those UFOs—they just really like to disintegrate and kill animals. Um, <laughs> sorry, kids. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think we might have just solved the whole mystery of Men in Black because yeah, that was the first it was, story. It was all just all to cover from up some dumbass dead dad dog. is probably. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think he was doing something important out there too. I forgot to put that part in, but still, in my mind, that's what happened. Just <laughs> he just made up an elaborate story. It's <laughs> crazy thing ever. But then when he said it was a hoax, then they were probably like, "Wait, what? Wait, what? Like, how did you even come up yeah. with this?" Um. Oh, yeah, but anyways, um, <laughs> that probably does it for this one. Uh, make sure that you do the things like liking and subscribing to the YouTube channel if you're listening to this in podcast form. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and yes. give us a review, five stars, please, and uh, write something nice. That please. helps us out a lot. If you're real interested, we have a Patreon with a whole bunch of different rewards and stuff. You can go over there and uh, join that if you'd like to. Um, yeah, and if you like spooky stuff, we do lots of other spooky stuff on the channel in video form as well. So make sure you check out the YouTube channel if you're just listening to this because obviously we have stuff like where we go and ghost hunt. So that is in more than just audio. That would be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. You're like, what's right. happening? We don't know. Right, exactly. But and if you're watching this in video form, check out the podcast because, oh, the podcast get uploaded a day before the video form of just the podcast episodes. And for these, where we just sit down and talk, the most that ever happens is a picture or two comes up. It's probably easier if you just listen to it on your morning commute and stuff like that. Yeah. But that being said, thank you very much for listening slash watching, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Oh.